Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Welcome to the cafe. Good to have you here today. We are going through God's holy word. We thank God for the opportunity to go through his word. You know, some people in some parts of the world don't have free access to the Bible. And I'm so thankful here today that we can study his word. And I'm so thankful that you've joined us here today. I don't take it for granted one bit. And I'm so thankful for everything that God has done through this ministry to reveal the truth in his word. Today, we are talking about brotherly love, the idea that we show God brotherly love when we love each other. I mean, think about it. If you love somebody, I love my wife, Sue. I love her more uh, than anybody here on earth, though I love God more than her because I'm commanded to do that. And I can honestly say that, amen. And she's okay with that because she does very well being second, amen, to God only. Because guess what God does to our marriage? He makes it wonderful when we put him first. And that's a whole other message. And I should preach that soon because it is uh, coming up here on uh, Valentine's Day. But for clarity's sake, I love Sue. She's my wife. She's the love of my life, uh, all the soulmate and all. We just been very blessed. We got married a little bit later on in life. And I just, I feel like I appreciate her more uh, being a, a little bit older when we got married. I got married in my 30s. People out here in the country, hey, they could be married in their teens, early 20s. And so uh, we got married a little bit later and I just appreciate her so much. And I say, okay, Sue, I love you. I want to do something for you. And I'm thinking, Okay, to show her I love her, I could take her to a restaurant that she really likes. She likes Italian food. I could take her to an Italian restaurant, or I could get her flowers, or uh, I, she likes pictures, especially of the kids, so I could, you know, make a collage. Do you see how to show her that I love her? I'm looking at ways to give something to her, right? To give something, spend time with her, give her something material, right? Um, goodness, with God, he says, you want to show me you love me? Love each other. Love the brothers and sisters in Christ. You want to show me that you love me? Okay, well, you go ahead and love sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so. That may be a little difficult to love sometimes. That you go ahead and love them like you love yourself. Now, you love to have a great meal and you treat yourself to a great meal. Are you treating brother or sister so-and-so to a great meal? Oh, you say, Brother Clark, I don't have a whole lot. Okay, well, are you spending time with them? Are you telling them that you care about them? Are they in your prayers? Are you encouraging them? Are you looking for ways that you can help? I mean, God blesses everybody with unique talents and skills and gifts, and we can help each other out, amen? And I could give a lot of examples of that, that we show that we love each other by being present, by trying to be helpful, by celebrating when somebody is doing well. Think about this. Maybe you have a talent or skill. There was a lady in our church, uh, the old church we used to go to, uh, before the Lord had called me out to plant one, amen, uh, in Lincolnton, North Carolina. And this young lady could sing like nobody could sing. And she just had this incredible voice. And I had some computer equipment and had some knowledge of how to record stuff. Definitely not an expert, but could get something down. And she had asked if I would help her make a CD for her mom. Well, that's Christian love in action, right? I can use my 
computer skills. She uses her tremendous voice, makes a CD to give to her mom to show her mom that she loves her. And so we're all helping each other, amen. And, and I'm bragging on God there. Uh, it is a simple thing, uh, but it means a lot. And it shows when we do those things. Someone will say, well, what does Brother Clark get out of making uh, so-and-so a CD? Nothing. You know, I don't, I don't even, I mean, I think I might've gotten a CD. I'm sure I can look up the file somewhere, but I didn't get anything out of it. Well, what does she get from giving your mom a CD? Well, probably just make her mom smile. Amen. Make her mom proud. But what does God get out of that? God is then seeing us put into action the principle in which he loves us because God loves us with a sacrificial love. Amen. God's love is very calculated. God's love is very much perfect. And God's love is very tremendous and sometimes hard to describe. But one thing I can say is that it's sacrificial, that he sent his only son, Jesus, his only begotten son, his beloved Jesus, I believe, uh, that God loves Jesus with all his heart and soul. And he's got Jesus up there in heaven and Jesus is his prize. And Jesus is just thrilling him. I've got a little son named CJ. CJ's birthday is tomorrow. Amen. He's about to turn five. And I know what it feels like. You worry about your son, every little thing, you know, I see him, you know, across the street with his mom or his brother, and I'm worried. I see him, uh, you know, playing soccer and everything, and I'm, I'm happy for him, but I'm constantly my eyes on him. And to the idea that God said, you know, the son that I love so much, not that Jesus was five and time is transcendent over there, but he, the son that I love so much, that I care for so much, that I have a heart for, that when that son hurts, I hurt, amen. I'm going to take that son. I'm going to go ahead and send him to earth to die for sinners that, that, that need a savior, amen, and some of which will never accept his free gift of salvation. And they're going to spit on him. They're going to mock him. They're going to ridicule him. Even though I made everything and I have all power and all sovereignty, I'm going to let it happen so that that remnant, that few, few might believe on the blood of Jesus Christ, might believe on his great sacrifice on the cross. And I'm going to raise him up from the dead and he'll be highly exalted for an eternity. He will be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. And we will have the honor of calling him our brother. That's sacrificial love. And God's saying, I did it for you, and I want you to exhibit it to one another to help you to help me understand that you get what I did. Amen. That's why I believe part of this is about. We show God we love him by loving one another to help others and ourselves understand what he did for us. You understand? Because if we never sacrificially give, then we won't understand the hurt and the stress, the pain, the struggle that comes with sacrificial giving. And you say, Brother Clark, did God hurt? Well, I believe the cross was the worst death of all time. And the physical pain and humiliation and dread, and, and can you imagine that just all of it, the the whipping, uh, the accusations, uh, walking down that Via Della Rosa with that unbearable cross on his shoulder, which is a symbol, the cross that he bore for all humanity, uh, being abused, having his beard plucked out one by one, be, having vinegar put on his tongue, being ridiculed, casting lots for his clothes. Absolutely disgusting. When he had all power to do whatever he wanted, he could have blinked an eye and, and I, I believe a million angels could have come and wiped these people out. And what did he do? He said, no, no, I love them. I love them too much. I'll bear that iniquity. 
And he drank, the Bible says he drank that bitter cup of sin on the cross at Calvary for our sins. He took the sin of the world on his shoulders. You know, the sin is uh, of the world is unbelievably heavy. Amen. Our own sin is more than we can bear. Amen. That's why we need a savior because we can't work it out on our own. And he took all sin for all mankind, past, present, and future. And he bore it on his shoulders on the cross at Calvary to die for you and to die for me. And what do we do? We walk around mad at people. We walk around with a chip on our shoulder. Oh God, help us today. We need to love one another. We need to have great love for the brothers and sisters in Christ. Christ loved us. Was Christ petty? No, he wasn't. Was he puffed up? No, he wasn't. Was he thinking evil? No, he wasn't. He was beyond all things wonderful and good. And we must be like Christ today. We love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19 uh, through 1 John 5, verse 3. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Again, 1 John 4, 20, God saying, prove it to me. You say you love me. You say that I, uh, you've made me savior, but how come you don't even love your own brother? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that be, that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and that his commandments are not grievous or difficult. Amen. And so we see here the, to love God the Father and Jesus the begotten Son is a commandment. We are to show God we love him. Uh, the begotten is Jesus, John 1.14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we are to love Jesus. Jesus is how we see God, John 1.18. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So the way that we see God is Jesus, and that's both literal, the angels beheld him, amen. It's both literal when the angels, they had not seen God, God's a spirit. So when they see Jesus, that's the first time they see God in human form, I should say. Okay, they've seen God in spirit form maybe, but not in human form. And so they beheld him saying, wow, there is Jesus, right? And we see God through Jesus, and that's both literal, right? So we will see God through Jesus, but also that's figurative in the way that the way Jesus lived is how we see God, how he wants us to live, right? The same kind of way we are commanded to do that. And to love God, we see the Holy Trinity at work, the Godhead, the three-in-one God. It is a cooperation. So when we're saved with the Holy Spirit living within us, and that Holy Spirit is indwelling us, amen. And when we live for God, we are obeying the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not grieved, right? And we pray to God and so forth. Jesus is the mediator, and Jesus is our example, amen. And so we live for God as Jesus has shown us how to live, and then we please God the Father because we show him that we love him. And so we see the Holy Trinity at work, all three, the three-in-one Godhead, are at work when we love each other. The Holy Spirit leading and guiding us and convicting us. Uh, Jesus Christ, our example and our mediator. And God the Father, the one that we're showing that we understand his great gift of salvation through the way that we love each other. Amen. And that, by the way, the scripture says, will show others that he is the true God. 
But why love God in the, to begin with? I mean, maybe some people are saying, oh, why should I love God? Well, number one, he created you. And then secondly, he redeemed you. He bought you back for a great price by giving Jesus so that we could have life. First Peter 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Key word here being abundant mercy. He didn't have to do it. He didn't do it at the time of Noah. Amen. Time of Noah, they were all living wickedly. He wiped them all out except for Noah and his family. One family. That's the only one in the ark. And that is an example. Who sealed the ark? God sealed the ark. That's an example of when we accept Christ as Savior, we are sealed until the day of redemption. Amen. And so we see this great love that God has for us that we need to exhibit to others uh, by understanding who he is and what he gave to us. We can then be better uh, in our walk with the Lord and better serve and love others because there's nothing like a big piece of humble pie to make us live better than if we think we are something and we think our righteousness amounts to something and we think that we're owed something. And we talked to our kids here in this house about accountability and about not blaming others, not making excuses, but being accountable for ourselves and owning problems. And that's how you can have success in life. Well, guess what? When we hold ourselves accountable for our sin debt and realize there is no way that we could repay that sin debt and that we need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we realize that that whole plan was activated in heaven before humanity was even formed and that God the Father deserves all the glory. Amen. What did Jesus say? Someone said, good master to Jesus in the New Testament. And he said, there's none good but one, and that is God the Father. Amen. And so we see that God the Father gets the glory and we give him glory by loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we do that, it shows God that we understand the sacrificial love. And it also shows others truly who the real God is, because most people would never do that. And I encourage you today to love your brothers and sisters, do something unexpected for somebody, show great love, pray for them fervently, a love on them, encourage them, forgive them, be a great Christian example for them, and you never know what that love to them will then inspire in them to show to others. And when they ask you why you do that, you could tell them, God told me to, in his word, in 1 John 4 and 5, God told me to, that if we love one another, amen, it will show him, God, that we love him, that we love God. And that's what we want to do, amen. We love the Lord here today. Thank you for listening. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.